Go ahead, Alex. Can you hear me? All right. uh, hey, Devin, how's it going today? Good, how you doing? Good. You've seen a couple years of Sam Darnold now. I'm just kind of curious, at, you know, based on your past matchups and the film you're seeing, what kind of growth you've seen in him from his rookie year to now? Um, just like, I mean, every all the young quarterbacks that we played, I was saying our division, you know, with him and Josh Allen, um, just developing, decision-making, um, obviously came in with a ton of talent, puts the ball in the right place. Um, and I think one of the things we've seen um, more this year is just some of his athleticism, some of the plays he's been able to make, um, staying alive, you know, with a couple of plays, a play in San Fran, um, and then the play obviously against Denver where they come with the blitz and he breaks a couple tackles. So um, I, I would say he's just doing a good job of getting it done for them in, in different areas, whether that's staying in the pocket and throwing a good ball with some of the play action and stuff that they do. Um, or if, you know, the pocket breaks down, he's still showing the ability to kind of stay alive and make a play running um, or even rolling out and making really some tough throws, but uh, putting it right on the money. Um, we'll go back to Mark Daniels. Still no? Okay, we'll go to Mike Giardi, followed by Dan Roach. Hey, Dev. After the game on Sunday, you know, I was asking you about the trade deadline, and now it's come and gone. And I'm just curious, sort of your feelings about everybody stayed. You, you brought everybody back. Is that does that say anything to you about how Bill thinks about the team moving forward? Uh, I don't think about that stuff. I just come in here, try to do my job, play football. Um, they've never asked me to be a part of the front office, so. I just try to be the best safety that I could be on the team. The rest of that stuff, I mean, like I said to you on Sunday, we're always we're always trading for a lot of people and trading a lot of people every year. So whatever always happens, it happens. But I think for me as a player, I just continue to try to play football. And I, and I just want to ask you, obviously, uh, there was a lot of discussion in the offseason and even here during the season about the election, just sort of how you view what's going on. I know – You've got your job to worry about, but this is a pretty big deal, too, and you've been pretty outspoken about about things you wanted to see, and I'm just curious sort of <laughs> how you felt about the last 48 hours or so in that regard. Uh, it's been awesome just to see all of the numbers with people going out there and voting um, and, and really, uh, I think, making their voice heard. I think that was the biggest thing. I know for me, that's what I've spoken about, is people just using their voice. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, what side of politics you, you fall on, but just using your voice to go out there and, and vote. Um, I guess I'm probably like everybody else. We're waiting to see who who wins this thing. Um, and, you know, whenever that is. But, you know, I think it's exciting for all of us, you know, bigger than football or anybody's job, just our country as a whole, to see people go out there and care and, and try to do their part. Thank you. Uh, next question, Dan Roach, followed by Joe Chiara. Hi, Devin. I, I know the bottom line is, is always winning uh, with you and, and this team, uh, but it did feel feel good after having an extra day to get out there together as a team to try to get ready for this game. And do you feel like you're making a little bit of progress every single day and getting towards where you need to be? Obviously, the W is the biggest thing, though. Yeah, like I said, man, we team works hard. We've been working hard. Um, you know, we don't we don't just go out there and not show up in practice and you know, everything look bad. Like, that hasn't been the case. Um, but like I said, all that stuff, you know, it matters to, to get to Sunday. But once we get there, it's executing the things we've done during the week. It's the confidence of, of knowing and going out there and playing hard, playing fast um, and executing. So I think that's what we got to do. And, um, you know, like you said, it's, it's been a progress. It's, it's 
we're all into the process of doing it day in, day out. Um, we just got to we got to go out there and make a win happen. You know, I think guys have the right mentality and mindset. But once we get out there, it's it's winning, you know, different matchups individually. It's winning certain plays, doing a little bit more than they're doing um, to really turn the, the couple plays that we've had, um, turn the game around and make it a win instead of a tough fought loss. Thank you. Uh, next question, Joe Kayata, followed by Ian Steele. Hey, Dev. Um, I know uh, Damian Harris said earlier, you know, no moral victories in that last game. He didn't get the win. But um, I guess to carry over some of the good things you guys did in the second half uh, with complimentary football, can you kind of take something from the end of last week despite the loss and bring that into the, this week? Yeah, I mean, every, every game in this league, you take some stuff that you did well and you try to continue it. And the stuff you didn't do well, you try to fix it. That's week in and week out. So um, I think that's been our mindset, you know, coming off this game, this past game Sunday, um, is the things we did well to try to, you know, improve those and, and continue them. Um, and then obviously things we didn't do well is trying to get those fixed in a hurry. So I think one of the things that stuck out is we got to just come out, like you just said, we, we did some good things in the second half. We got to translate that to the first half um, and then put a full 60 minutes together of, you know, good football, complimentary football, all those things um, of trying to do it more consistently throughout the whole game. Thanks, Dev. Next, uh, next question, Bob Sosi. Good afternoon, Devin. What's up, Bob? Hey, you, you've seen Patrick Chung uh, play essentially a linebacker spot in the past, and you often spend a lot of time down uh, close to the line of scrimmage. And this year we've seen a lot of Adrian Phillips and Terrence Brooks. What's your level of respect for what it takes at their size and the position they're you know, trained to play initially to go in there and, and kind of give up their bodies the way they have to in the defense, uh, and, and especially of late? A uh, ton of respect. Those guys can – they're able to do stuff in our defense that I struggle with, that I can't do. So um, it is, it's always enjoyable to talk to them about those things and, and you know, see how they played and fitted. And obviously, like you said, with Chung over the last couple of years, um, in our relationship, we always talk about those things. And, um, you know, last year when he would go down, sometimes filling that role – um, you know, I know firsthand how tough that is dealing with 300 pounders coming up to you and you got to take them on. So um, but we got a lot of tough guys and AP and T Brooks definitely fall in that um, guys who love hitting, love trying to be explosive um, and have no problem really doing what's best for the team. So I say both those guys have um, obviously filled a big role with, with Pat not here this year and um, continue to, I, I would say, do some of the tough things in our defense. Um, and, and they played the role pretty good, you know, um, especially when they're uh, outsized in there, just fighting it and trying to hold their own. And a follow-up related to Mike Giardi's second question. Uh, you were a player that started really involvement at the local level with the local DA race in Suffolk County, and, and you've been involved on Beacon Hill uh, with your fellow uh, Players Coalition members. Speaking of the turnout, and specifically in urban areas, do you how much gratification should the players association the players the NFL take and the fact that you know, maybe they and fellow athletes helped to drive it. I think 90% of NFL players, a recent study showed had registered to vote this year. Is there some satisfaction that, you know, what started at a very low level locally, you know, has grown to what it has in such a short period of time. And do you anticipate, you know, more of that in the future? Uh, I hope so. Um, I think, especially for me, uh, I feel very fortunate and blessed. I've gotten to be around a lot of people that have dedicated their life and studied 
um, you know, all these things, grassroots organizations that um, really opened my eyes to different things. And I've just been able to pass knowledge. So, um, like you said, obviously players will get praised for different things of, you know, making PSAs, registering, going out there, voting and, and encouraging others. Um, but I would just say I would hope a lot of those people behind the scenes have given us information that have helped us um, really, you know, take a bow and, and know how much their hard work has really paid off. Um, by really equipping us to go out there and do and, and spread a message um, that we've learned a lot from them. So uh, we'll get praised, but I, I think it really goes to those different people um, that we've gotten to sit down with on off days or conference calls or long emails with information. Like that stuff has really paid off, you know, especially um, with the different members of the Players Coalition that are non-players that really help us stay organized and, and do the things that, you know, we want to do as players. Thanks, Dan. Uh, next question, Ian Steele, followed by Doug Kine. Thanks, Stacey, Devin. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, I remember Sunday after the loss, you said that you didn't want to let the team's culture change. And with you know a lot of young players getting time this year, how are you as a leader making sure specifically that the culture and the standard doesn't change for you guys? Uh, just continue to work hard. You know, obviously – the culture involves winning, and we haven't done that at a, at a, a good level this year. But it's it's the process of, of making sure the process stays in place, um, and I think that's what it's all about. You know, I think the process is what has gotten us to those wins um, of day in and day out, doing you know what the coaches ask of us, doing what's in front of us um, each day. And some days that's tougher than other days, but it's just kind of that mentality of put your head down and work. So I think you know, obviously as a player. And an older guy is doing that day in and day out. And, you know, I think you don't have to say anything um, when the top guys are doing that. That's how it was when I got here to Vince Wolfers, to Tom Brady's, to Logan Mankins. Whenever you looked at those guys, they were working, they were studying, they were doing those things. And um, as a young guy, it's really it's up to you to see that and understand, like, all right, these guys are good players around here because they do those things. Like, if I want to be a good player, like, that's what I have to do. And um, I think that's what you need to do as a leader. Like you can talk to your blue in the face, but I think when you show someone uh, exactly what it takes, now you have a chance to get that done. So uh, I think that goes for myself, Slater, um, Jules, a lot of guys that have been here for a while um, of continuing to just do that. Thanks, Doug. Next question, Doug Kine, followed by Phil Perry. Hey, Devin, uh, you've had to prepare for Isaiah Ford a couple times now. Uh, what were your impressions of playing against him? Um, tough guy, played in the slot a little bit um, last year when we played and a little bit this year. Um, seems like a versatile guy um, that they've used in, in, in different, you know, uh, situations. So I would imagine he's a guy that um, probably can play all the different receiver positions because he has played outside when we played him. Um, don't know a ton about him. I know he's a younger guy, so we've only faced him the last couple of times we've played him. So uh, excited to get any new guy in here and Hopefully we can get him up to speed and he can help the team out. Thanks. Uh, next question, Phil Perry, followed by Matt Vitor. Hey, Devin, I just wanted to, to ask you, uh, Bill's been pretty open uh, in a couple different interviews over the last week or so about how, from his perspective, this was, or this is sort of a, a readjust the cap kind of year from, a, from, a, uh, from his standpoint. And I'm curious if, if you understood going into that this season that that was sort of the case, or if you hold the same view now, 
um, or if his comments lately have impacted how you view the season at all. Uh, I would say similar to what uh, Mike Gerard just I'm just trying to be the best safety, trying to play football, lead this team. You know, I think the rest of that stuff is above my my decision making. Like I don't control any of that. You know, I just started even understanding a little bit more about the cap over the last couple of years of dead money and all that stuff. So um, I'm just trying to stick to what I know X's and O's on the field and um, the rest will be decided by Bill and, and Nick and everybody else in the front office. Devin, if I could, I just kind of want to follow up on a question that, that Ian asked you a minute ago um, about the culture and, and um, trying to maintain the standard. Has it been difficult at all for you uh, and maybe even some of the other veteran guys that you mentioned, um, you know, Slater, Edelman, you guys have, have been used to kind of ha having that playoff carrot, that Super Bowl carrot, even kind of dangling in front of you for, for you know, the entirety of, of seasons here since you've been here pretty much. Do you still view that that carrot, if you want to call it that, um, as as being there for you guys this year, knowing what you know in terms of where you sit in the standings? Um, I would say that's something that's always spoken about in the media. But I would say, if you probably go through the the hundreds of hours of transcripts from all three of us, it's always the next game mentality and preparing for the next game. So I know a lot of times when you guys hear us say that you don't believe in what we're saying, but um, for us, that's what it's about. It's the next game. So um, obviously at two and five, we shouldn't be sitting in this locker room talking about we can't wait to get to the Super Bowl. Um, so we just got to go out there and try to win one game at a time and, and put good games together, good plays together. And, and, you know, what Bill always tells us, just try to string good football together as much as possible. So um, I would say that's really been, you know, the focus for all of us of, of trying to do it. And I'll say, obviously, when you're two and five, you're losing. Like, you know, it's frustrating for everybody. You want to figure out how to win. And um, I would say everybody in the building from a football standpoint is, is trying to do that. You know, everyone's trying to figure out how to win, you know, our PR department, us, to, like everyone's tired of talking about losing. Like that's what we're dealing with. But the only way to fix that is is for us to go out there and win a game. So I think that's what's really been our focus um, this year. Thanks, Devin. And last question, Matt Vitor. Devin, you mentioned um, Patrick Chung earlier, and I'm curious if you get some 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 teammates and uh, presumably friends that, that, that aren't here this year. Are they still kind of a part of things in terms of your conversations? Are they still keeping in touch and following along? You you get the feeling like that they're sort of still pretty invested in that. Yeah, I mean, I would say Bob mentioned Pat first. I didn't I didn't bring Pat up, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, those guys are friends for me, so uh, I wouldn't say they're necessarily like a part of our day to day and what we're doing, like. Those guys, they're they're just not here. They can't they can't help us go win a game. So, um, but for me, yeah, I still talk to those guys um, uh, a good amount of the time, checking in and uh, all of those things. It is different, you know, when you go from seeing guys every day. I would say even guys not necessarily opt out, but even guys that change teams and all of that. You still talk to guys once in a while, see how their families is doing and all of that stuff. But you know, those guys, I I, I know for me are are still friends and good friends of mine. Um, but I wouldn't say they're like a part of our day-to-day -day and game planning and all that stuff. You miss them? Yeah, I miss all my guys. I miss my guys that left too. I miss my guys that retired. It's all it's all love between the guys you get the opportunity to play with and, and get to know, I would say. Thank you, Devin. Thank you, everyone.